Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Junks are presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Time to go to the BetQL guest hotline. Say good morning to Michael Phillips, host of MP on the mic from 10 a.m. until noon on 910 The Fan in Richmond, VA. Also covers the commanders for the Washington Times. Good morning, Michael. How are you? Mike, are you there? I thought I punched him up. Hey, buddy. I'm right here. What's up? How are you, how are you, how are you enjoying radio life? <laughs> radio life's good. We have a ton of fun on the show. Um, we got a lot of ground to cover today, but also went to uh, went to Costco yesterday. A big Costco guy. They got the big Love cookie it. now in the food court. Um, so I think we'll do Costco food court power rankings on today's show. Yeah, Ooh, I missed out on it. I went glass. to Hoss, I went to Costco. You know, some people are upset, right? They got rid of churros. Oh, they, they did. did. And they replaced it with the big cookie. Like, how big is the big cookie? Like, how big are we talking? Monster cookie. Fed, fed the four of us. Took, <clears throat> took the whole family. Uh, everybody had a quarter of the cookie left happy. But it's two and a half bucks. That's it? It's unbelievable. That's like a million dollars in Costco. <laughs> it's, <laughs> right. It's pretty expensive. I mean, you get a hot dog dollars. for a buck fifty. Right. Yeah. Hot dog and a drink, I believe. What do you? Yeah. I think the drink's separate. Is it? When you wrong. go to Costco, are you are you just simply going there strictly for food, or do you like buy gadgets and like furniture and umbrellas and yeah. all whatever other specials <laughs> they have? I'll get. I can get suckered into anything. Absolutely. That's, you know, I we we have the ads on our show. It's like I, I got to stay focused on show prep, otherwise I'm I'm drifting into you know I, I got to buy something else. But. Right. The Amazon trucks are regular at our house. We we know what's up. Right, gotcha. Um, all right, so big weekend. I guess was it Friday when they officially announced after the show, right, that they had hired yep. uh, Peters. It appears in hindsight, somewhat, somewhat hindsight, in my opinion, that this whole advisory board. And I think it was awesome to bring in a guy like Bob Myers um, with his experience and championship pedigree in another sport, get an outside perspective. But I think he was brought in here for one reason, right? And that was to attract Adam Peters. <clears throat> and if you if you keep reading tea leaves from there, right. uh, Spielman, Spielman knows Ben Johnson with the Lions. They go back, and uh, there's a good relationship there. So certainly uh, maybe, uh, maybe a hint as to where they're going on the next search as well. I, I completely agree. Uh, one, uh, it, look, <clears throat> I hate saying culture. We've talked about culture for, what, 20 years now? It's not any right. better. Nothing's ever changed. Um, but that's, that's very clearly the focus of what Harrison and his group are doing here. Uh, Myers is a big culture guy, built the Warriors into a place where everybody wanted to play. That's annually voted one of the best-run operations. Adam Peters, same thing in San Francisco. You talk to any of those players, they say, we love it here. Uh, you know, we, we love playing here. Uh, that's very clearly been a focus. And, and Ben Johnson, if that's the direction they go, another guy who the players love playing for. Uh, I just get the sense that's a very, very important thing for Josh Harris. Michael, if I gave you a free $100 and I said you have to bet on either Ben Johnson or Bobby Slowick being named the next head coach of the Commanders, are you placing that bet? 
I would place that bet on Johnson. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to divide it up. If, if I can divide it up, I don't know if I'd put the whole hundred there. Uh, I'd like to save a few pennies for Raheem Morris, too. Mm-hmm. I, I think he makes a lot of sense. Uh, again, saying culture again, which I throw up a little bit in my mouth every time I say it from <laughs> PTSD from the last 20 years, but another guy who players love playing for will, will build a great atmosphere, will make this an attractive destination for people. But Ben Johnson, man, he checks all the boxes. Uh, young, you know, kind of that Sean McVay, 37 years old, young savant, knows offense, knows how to dial up plays. And, and I, the storyline is, boy, Jared Goff, you know, the, the career renaissance. Um, I don't think Jared Goff's in that top tier of quarterbacks at all. And you look at what he's gotten out of him, it's really, really impressive. Who's hiring the coach? So we kind of were kicking this around in the speculation. You, you you get this advisory committee, right, with Bob Myers, the NBA guy, with the rings from Golden State, with Spielman, who was the GM, with the Vikings. Now they've brought in the GM. Is the GM hiring the coach, or is it still this advisory committee? Because earlier we were kind of kicking around, and some of the guys say, oh, their job's done. I, I would, I believe Peters will have more or less veto authority, so to speak, right? So he, he's going to be in the room doing the interviews, will have a voice. Uh, I think this is a Harris selection, um, but I, I think Peters will be in the room, will have a voice on it. Uh, I think Harris had a good idea of what he wanted. I, I got a laugh over the weekend. Uh, one of the, the nat, you know, the insider stories over the weekend, it was, you know, talking about Harris assembling his committee in week 16, and he still didn't know then what he would do with Ron Rivera. And I, I had a good chuckle about kidding? that. Like, oh, he's known for so long, of course, and I think he's entered this search. Uh, you know, you can interview a lot of people, get a lot of different perspectives, but I think he's in the back of his mind. He's kind of always known where he's headed here. So Peters will still have to fill out his staff, right? He'll um, maybe give Mayhew a shot, and I don't know what happens with Herney. He'll have to get like a director of uh, college scouting, pro personnel, and that sort of thing. Are you hearing anything about that? Yeah, and this is a tricky time of year to do that, right? Because you've got all the scouts that assembled your draft board, and now he's coming from San Francisco. And I, I don't think San Francisco's focus all year was, what are we going to do if we have the number two overall pick, right? They, they weren't kicking those tires as hard as these guys were here. But do you trust these scouts and their evaluation, their recommendation? You know, you've never worked with these guys before. So you've got a really big offseason, $90 million in cap space, the number two pick, you know, big trading decisions with that number two pick. Um, and, and you've got to decide, right? Do you try to bring in new scouts who maybe weren't at those college games, don't have the depth of knowledge? Do you trust these guys? Do you lean on whatever information you brought from San Francisco? Uh, it, it's not ideal in some ways, but also super ideal. It's the number two pick. It's $90 million. It's everything a GM could want. And he, he's got a lot of time to sort it out between now and then. But you're right. There's a ton of big decisions here. Um, but I, I'd rather be in their spot than uh, – you know, the Cowboys are the Eagles spot right now, just in terms of future upside. Well, Michael, we know who Peters will not be hiring. You wrote about it in the Washington Times last week, Eric Bieniemy. The headline on your column is <laughs> Eric Bieniemy bet on, his, on himself this year in Washington. He lost. The, the offense just didn't look that much different, at least statistics-wise and points-wise, from Scott Turner. Uh, what do you think Bieniemy's prospects are at this point? I think he's going to be left – Without a chair, certainly in the head coaching uh, carousel, do you think he lands somewhere else as an OC uh, during this coaching cycle? I agree with that assessment. I just don't see, don't see how he could jump from from this year's performance to being a head coach somewhere. You know, stranger things have happened. You know, Carolina's 
uh, obviously a, a weird destination and that that owner's liable to do crazy things uh, but I think OC is a far more likely landing spot for him and you know I it's almost a no-fault situation here, right? I don't think you can judge Eric Bieniemy, the coach, off of one year with a shotgun marriage with a quarterback, uh, with Ron Rivera, with the wheels coming off here, with the defense that was 32nd in the league, right? There's a ton of things you can point to. Um, veteran players who, who didn't like the way he structured practices, right? I don't think he knew entirely what he was getting into here. So I hope he gets another chance. And, and I hope he gets an offensive coordinator job where he can, you know, work to redeem himself. But it's just hard for me to imagine anybody looking at what happened here this year and saying, that's the guy, let's put him at a podium. And I tell you, my my uh, prediction is OC for Dion in Colorado. Oh. The homecoming. I mean, I don't even know. They probably already have a decent OC, but I like it. On paper, it makes sense to me. I did the Fox network of, of college football broadcasters love it too, right? Yep. Dion, uh, Dion is like five of the top 20 games this year, even though they, they didn't make a bowl. Uh, I think, uh, I think Dion would go for that too. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I think Dion threw his name into the equation for the Cowboys <laughs> head coaching job. Oh, did he? <laughs> now McCarthy hasn't been fired yet, but yeah. yeah what, what do you make of that? Give us the, yeah. what is your ranking? Do you agree with the sentiment or are we just all biased? Do we have the uh, the J.P. Finley's uh, Ashburn syndrome here, thinking that this is the top job? Drabby and some of the guys are arguing, if you're Ben Johnson, why wouldn't you want to just go win right away with maybe Dak if that job opens up? Or, or you know, an established quarterback like Justin Herbert. Why is this the number one? Just because the owner's sexy and they have a, a draft pick? Those other teams are more talented. I think the Chargers are a great job, too. You get Justin Herbert, low expectations. Uh, Falcons are a very good job. Uh, Arthur Smith underachieved big time there. I think this is a good job for a young guy who wants to be here, sees himself being here 15, 20 years, building something, becoming, you know, in a best-case scenario, Gibbs-like, right, associated with the program, with the team. I think for a veteran coach, right, your Belichick's, Carroll, if he wants another bite at the apple, Dallas is absolutely the job. Win now, a team that's built to win now, a team that can win now, uh, and all the resources of Dallas. Uh, I, I was not surprised at all that the Belichick Falcons interview popped like right as Monday night football went to halftime, right? Like I, I took that as Belichick, like sending up the smoke signal, like I'm here to coach. Like you want me, Jerry, give me mm. a call. You know, my number. You think that pair could work? I think it could either work great or, or go up in flames spectacularly. I don't think there would be a lot of middle ground on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, JP's point well, was that Barcells kind of worked with them, right? I mean, yeah. they had some success. Yeah. You, you had the, you, you also had the Jimmy Johnson like fence mending this year, right? Of like mm-hmm. welcoming him back, putting him in the ring of honor. Uh, I wonder if a little bit of that was like, okay, like I understand. I need, I need a, a big coach with a big personality. Um, you know, maybe, maybe I'm open to that in the future, but I just don't see how you don't move on from McCarthy. That would be crazy to me if you let him run that back for a fourth year with that roster. Yeah. I got to think that the one thing that, I move, read, that move probably has to happen today. I mean, they can't really wait. Yeah. The one thing I read though, is the players really like McCarthy that he did <clears> some <throat> things that are behind the scenes stuff that nobody really talks about, like including family breaks during team meetings and, all these things that really the players really liked. Well, they should they should have won some football games for them then. And <laughs> well, then they the went twelve season, and five. Right? <laughs> they did go twelve and five. They just choked in the playoffs, like they've been doing for a long time now. Yeah, tradition. So, hey, getting back to the the coach, you were connecting the dots on Spielman to 
Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. I mean, Peters obviously has a relationship with Slowick. I mean, they were in San Francisco. You know, yeah, absolutely, and 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 he's got a connection. He uh, Slowick and Raheem Morris would both uh, add to that 2013 Redskins graphic that, of course, is so right. famous and gets uh, trotted out every time that they, you know, four four head coaches out of that group could be five or six by the end of the cycle. Um, you know, it, that thing's been beaten to death. But it's funny that that team only won three games with all that talent assembled. Obviously, uh, not not funny for those of us who lived it. Of course, it was incredibly not funny in the moment, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, both of those guys would kind of bring it full circle, right? You know, you, you launched this great NFL coaching tree, didn't profit from it at all, um, bringing Slowick back. And I love what he's done with C.J. Stroud, love what D'Amico Ryans has done down there, um, and certainly the fact that Slowick went with D'Amico Ryans. He got a ton of San Francisco ties there. Um, that, that's got to appeal to Peters trying to build a 49ers-like organization. Um, I, I just I think that's going to be the key word today. You know, I'll be up there in Ashburn for the introductory press conference. I, I expect to hear a lot about, you know, building culture, building a place where players want to play. I, I talked to some of the Niners guys after their game here. Uh, one, Cleveland Farrell, he's a, he's a kid who's from down here yeah. in Richmond. He said, I was a free agent. I, I called my friends from Clemson who were in the league. I said, you know, where should I go? And they all said, you got to go to San Francisco, right? That That's the dream is in five years when somebody makes that call, the answer is take the pay cut, go to Washington. You'll be glad you did. Hmm. You know, what do you make of the fact you mentioned Raheem Morris is somebody you, you you're interested in. He has ties here, uh, but a defensive guy, five of the seven that they kind of made known candidates that they were interested in were defensive guys. Any of the others jump out at you? Do you have interest in what do you make of them? It's seemingly having maybe more interest in defensive guys. Well, and certainly Dan Quinn uh, did not do himself any favors on yeah. Sunday. You talk about McCarthy maybe being on the hot seat. It, Quinn's going to be a tough hire now. Maybe Seattle, just because they know him so well. That That's a tough guy to introduce right now after what we all <laughs> just saw on national TV with Jordan Love. Uh, I, I'd be really surprised if he gets a ton of legitimate offers. Uh, the, the one thing I saw in common was not defensive guys, but from great organizations. And I wouldn't be even a little bit surprised if they interview Belichick before it's all said and done, because, you know, what is an interview? If not, you know, what's your mentality? What would you do? What do you think of our roster? Who wouldn't want Bill Belichick to come consult on your roster free for a day, right? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they go down that road just to get his opinion. And, you know, talking to a Ravens coach last week, getting the opinion of somebody who's been at the high levels, that's information that, that Harris can put in his back pocket as he kind of guides Peter, guides the new coach, even if they don't end up hiring these people, it's still for a guy who's never owned an NFL team or majority owned an NFL team. That's really valuable information to gather. Michael, let's pretend for a second you are Adam Peters. It is April and you either sit at number two and take Drake May or you package up to go to number one and get Caleb Williams. What's the move uh, in your opinion? I've been kicking around what I would do to get to one. If you fall in love with Caleb Williams, you know, I, I'm not the one to make that assessment, whether you like him that much or not. Um, I'll, I'll leave that to the pros. But I think John Allen and a future first um, is probably about what it'll take. Um, you know, maybe you can get lucky and package a couple seconds and they'll take that. It, it feels unlikely. I think there's going to be a lot of Caleb Williams interest by the time we're done here. Uh, I'm, I'm on the Jaden Daniels bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been there for a little while. He's a dual threat guy, which you have to be in the NFL. But I think we're really selling short how good his arm is. He can make all the throws, make them out of the pocket, make them on the move. Uh, I've just come away really impressed with him. 
and watching a little bit of, of, of his film from you know, college and his games. Uh, it's a risk. It's a risk going quarterback number two, but I think it's a bigger risk to not take a quarterback and potentially live in this purgatory. For no, they got to take a oh, They got to take a swing. And Jaden is in play, so I follow the 33rd team, which is all these ex-NFL guys, including Spielman, part of that 33rd team, and they put out a mock draft every week, and for the first time I saw them have the commanders drafting Jaden Daniels. There you go. And if you fall in love with Caleb Williams, Go get him. Uh, you're, you're never going to be this high again, hopefully. Uh, if you do this right, you're never going to be a top-five pick uh, for, the, for the duration of the Adam Peters era here. Uh, if, you, if you fall in love, go, go get your guy. What do, you, what do you make of the fingernail stuff and the crying in the stand? Like, I, there are some questions for me with Williams. Off-the-field stuff. Que- my huge question here is just the hometown thing. I, you know, mm. you see so often right. that's not a great match, right? You're back home. People see you're making money. A lot of people have their hand out, and that's a little bit different because he's been making a lot at, L- at, at USC, obviously. Um, but but that's a different life out there. He's on an island. He's focused on football. I think Chase Young would tell you that. You know, when he comes back around and does the postmortem on his Washington time, it maybe wasn't the best thing in the world for him to be that close to home. And uh, I think there's lots of examples of that. Uh, it, it's right. That's tough to be like. I love him for 31 NFL teams, but not this one. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that's a tough thing to say, but I, I do think that's a really real factor. Michael, thanks as always for the time, man. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Y'all have a good one. Yep. That's See Michael you, Phillips, host of MP on the mic from 10 a.m. till noon on 910. The fan in Richmond, Virginia also covers the commanders for the Washington times coming up at 940. Craig Lachlan will join us to talk about the Washington Capitals. Next, we'll do EB's entertainment page. In case you missed it earlier, there was a Twitter beef between Brian Mitchell and Jay Gruden, the former Washington football head coach. Uh, it stemmed from Gruden tweeting about Jalen Hurts being blitzed during the game last night. He tweeted, if I ever put a QB through what Philly is putting Jalen through, I apologize. Pick up a blitz. Uh B. Mitch responds, are you serious? Dude, please just effing disappear. (laughs) Then Jay Gruden fires back, I are a punt returner. Be quiet. Not a typo, I are. She meant you are. are. So then B. Mitch responds with, this made me laugh. I was way better at all of my jobs than you were at any of yours. (laughs) You are a joke. And then this morning, Gruden uh, tweeted the Ron Burgundy uh, meme of, him saying, boy, that escalated quickly. <laughs> so, That's a great way to bow Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, that is. I guess, his latest response. <laughs> I like both those guys. Uh, I love B. Mitch. Mm-hmm. I think Jay's hysterical. I'm, I'm passing no judgment here. You're yeah. on Team Jay and Team B. I'm, Mitch. On, I'm on both. <laughs> I like them both, too. I, am, I'm so right neutral. Now. I was just talking to B. Mitch during the break about it, and he, he he's angry, <laughs> huh? That's all I can say. That's the only reaction I can give you is true. Did he say, like, tune into 10? He's been mad for years? Jason? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's not something that happens overnight. No, no. Yeah, yeah. It's my understanding he never liked them. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's B. Mitch. I mean, he's got, that's the way he feels. Tune into 10. I'm sure he'll talk about it at length uh, during B. Mitch and Finley. That'd be good. All right, time now for EB's entertainment page. It's brought to you by Don't Sleep Energy Drink. Don't Sleep has all of your energy and performance needs covered. Get some now at don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the promo code JUNKIES. And remember, Don't Sleep makes you great. Great. It's great. (laughs) Clones. All right, guys. uh, (coughs) Excuse me. The Emmys were on last night. I know my uh, daughter was into it. 
She she loves celebrities. She loves to watch the Emmys. Hmm. So we had it on for a little bit. Uh, Didn't really see any of the red carpet. I know that's usually your bit, Jason. Was Anthony Anderson the host? Yes. I saw him on TV. I flipped over a couple times. He did a bit with his mom. She's part of his shows. Oh, is she? Yeah. She's like an actress. No, I don't think she's an actress, but he hosts. I think it's to tell the truth. We were talking about that. Well, and so I think he hosts a, a couple game shows, and she's a character. Okay, like so he gets I would her say opinion. it kind of qualifies as an actress. I mean, because she, she handled herself really well. I was like, wow, for like a mom to just like be that assertive in the in the audience and stand mm. up and kind of do some lines. Yeah, I don't think she's an actress, but but okay, she's done this kind of thing before. She plays herself. She plays herself, but she's done it before. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, I mean, would you call your mom an actress when she calls into the show? No, it's just kind of an endearing time. thing to call. Yeah, no, I get it, but I just thought she was good at it. Yeah. Uh, nevertheless, I guess uh, I don't watch any of these shows, but Succession took care of business. Um, My wife loves that show. The Bear I like that did show. great. Each I've one seen of those zero episodes. Uh, it seemed like White Lotus was nominated for everything all the time. Like there was like a bunch of White Lotus people. Also, Lotus. A really good show. That's our guy, Clank David, was an executive producer. So crazy. I, I think of at least one season of White Lotus, maybe multiple. Mm. Guy's a Hollywood player. I tried to watch The Bear like a couple years ago. I tried to watch one episode. Couldn't, I got. I couldn't get into it. Yeah, I couldn't get into it. I don't, but it's, is it a comedy? It's yeah, listed as a comedy. They say it's a comedy, but it's weird. It's a weird show. I didn't get into. Right, I tried. Is I The Bear a chef? Yeah, I think so. Or maybe I don't. Yeah. know. It's a reference <laughs> to it, but yeah, yeah I wouldn't say it's a comedy, but. It, it won for comedy series. Did it? Um, drama series was Succession. Um, like I said, all these Succession guys won. Kieran Culkin won. The Woman won for Best Actress. Sarah Snook. Never even heard of her. Um, Kieran Matthew Culkin, McFadden. He strikes me as like he's a lot like his character in, in Succession. <laughs> like, in you think life. if you checked his search history, it'd be shaky? I, I don't know. <laughs> How many, how many seasons has Succession had? Four, I believe. <clears throat> oh, I'm four out. He was kind of the... I mean, he's one of the sons. Succession is who's going to take over the company, and um, he's one of the sons. So but he was like uh, kind of on drugs. He seemed to have like sex issues. Mm-hmm. So White Lotus, like I said, was was mentioned a lot. And Jennifer Coolidge won for supporting actress. I mean, I think we all remember her from American Pie, right? Yeah, um, Stifler's mom. Yeah, and then is she tall? She I don't was know. like. Dwarfing the other, I mean, she was like, like, I don't know, she might be. She was like, she seemed really mm. tall. Uh, and then also, uh, there was big news that, um, who's the the one from, uh, oh, Jesus, the one that has the MS that she was oh, up on uh, stage, Christina Applegate. Christina Applegate was mm. up there, and they were kind of helping her walk. You know, just terrible story that she's been stricken with this MS over mm. the last few years, and uh. You know, I guess she was she was standing next to to Jennifer Coolidge, who was it was she's five ten. Coolidge, Coolidge is oh, okay. yeah. She probably put on some heels too. Probably made yeah. her even look even bigger. Um, but those are kind of like the big moments. I don't know if there's any any award that particularly you care about. Again, outstanding series, Succession, outstanding comedy series, The Bear. Uh, that's about it. Who won Best Lead Actor? Best lead actor. Because Kieran is a supporting Kieran won, guy. No, he was a lead actor. Oh, they gave him lead? Yeah. Mm. Lead actor in a comedy was the guy from The Bear. Um, so who were your supporting guys? Supporting was, uh, let me see, somebody from The Bear. 
Ebon Moss Bachrock. And then supporting actor was somebody from Succession. So they oh, just, they, those are the ones. There's always a big crowd around the Baccarat pit at <laughs> Jim National Harbor. From it's there. a little bit different spelling, but, you know, maybe it's pronounced. A lot pronounced. of people there. It's wildly Maybe it's popular. pronounced the same way. I have no idea. I'm trying to remember. I watched during my week off. I can't remember the name of it. I watched a show that Jennifer Coolidge was one of the co-stars. It was maybe six episodes binge-worthy. Really good series about uh, a couple that moves into a house and then wacky stuff happens. Yeah, Coolidge was in it? Yes. I'm trying to remember the name. I, I recommend it, but I can't remember the stupid name yeah. of it. It was so noteworthy you forgot the name of the show. She's been in a bunch of stuff. I'm not even going to try and guess. She's been in a billion shows. So Shannon Doherty has been, oh, in, the the, Watcher. Has been in the news of late. She, of course, was diagnosed with breast cancer, terrible thing, back in 2015. Uh, she thought she had it under control, thought it went away, then it came back in 17, and now it's, like, spread to her brain and everything. Oh. And she's 52. She's doing interviews, and, you know, she's doing kind of like this morbid bit, but I guess I guess it's what you do when you're facing that kind of fate. Uh, she says... She has a list of people that she doesn't want to come to her funeral. Oh, She's got like wow. what she wants to do with her ashes. Do we have uh, the list names on the list? No, She's, she won't, she's no. keeping that, that pretty private. harsh. Yeah, you know, um, the bouncer. She 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 doesn't want to be buried, and she doesn't want to be cremated. So what does that mean, Cakes? I don't know. You could be. She wants her at- remains to be mixed with her dog and her father. What does that mean? How do you do that? I have no idea. I assume you're cremated, cremated your ashes. But it says she, she says, I do not want to be buried and not cremated. I don't want to do either of those things either. Those are two horrible choices. I'm currently, <laughs> and my will, it says I will be pulverized and cremated. Yeah, mm. it's terrible. I don't know if I like that it's, choice or It not. sucks. <laughs> you imagine your soul looking down at your silly temple being pulverized and cremated? No, but I don't want bugs to get in there. Yeah, I don't want that either. I just, that really it's bothers just terrible. me. I don't want worms coming terrible out of my, thing to think my about. eye sockets. Yeah. Or anything. I'd rather be ashes and be on somebody's necklace. I want to be... You want to uh, be pressed into like I've, some sort of stone? I've, uh, I've, I've come to the conclusion I want to be ashes and then take me down to Charleston National where I got my hole in one. <laughs> And then That's when you make you want it? yeah when when you make the divot yeah. on the tea box, oh. I want you to sprinkle my ashes in your divot. That's a that's actually that's a, a pretty good, good idea. How long would you last? Just like a one Sunday round, you know? You think? I don't know. Oh no, they they can fill up at least two of those bo- two or three of those bottles. Yeah. And yeah. Hey, if I die if I die tragically before you guys t- take a trip down there, and all five of you can take hacks at uh, Charleston National number <laughs> okay number right. fourteen, and then we'll replace our divot. Yeah, with, replace your divot with me. Right. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'll swing down really hard. I think you got real three, steep. I think there's at least two or three bottles. Cakes will miss the ball. You're probably right. I'll probably, I'll probably break, break out my driver and swing and miss. You'd be so salty though. If cakes had a hole in one. Oh yeah, that would completely devalue right. the value. It's like he'd be always getting bitter at Pete Metter's hole in one. It's not that I'm bitter, but I mean, oh, I forgot I mean, about that. Pete shanked one, and it, you know, it's some yeah, like line drive. Hey, don't that be went jelly. That he's got one, and you don't. <laughs> I, am I? Jealous? I guess I'm jealous. Sure. I would like to have that on my resume. Of course, absolutely. I'm Maybe in the next these. ten years. I figure I got about ten years left to golf. <laughs> Maybe in the next ten years I get one. <laughs> Should I have twenty golf clubs at uh, sixty three? You think I'm going to be playing golf when I'm seventy? Of course, seventy three. Maybe I, got I played a couple years ago. I got paired up. Jess and I went out to yeah. play. 
and I got paired up with two guys. Benzo. I think they were 79 and 80. Have you been to a golf yep. course recently? It's nothing but old dudes. Yeah, but I don't want to be one of those guys driving around with a handicapped flag and driving my cart on the green. No, like, I, I can't be. The that. new fire. I see this all the time. You see it probably more than I me. I know. All the guys, guys with the, the robot the re- the carts. Remotes. I know, but when you get carts. so old that you can't even walk, like, you have to be in the cart. You have to take the cart on the green. They were, You've already been practicing your old man walk for like 15 years. <laughs> You're bent over and hunched over all there the time. There were mad men at the, at the course this weekend. It was like 39 30, degrees and, and misty and cold and gross playing golf. They're nuts. I walked miles. Like, what, what are you idiots They got doing? nothing else to do in their life. <laughs> this is crazy. Do you know how many hours? I know we got to go to the locker. Do you know how many hours that I have put in in my garage since I got it set up? This uh, winter, eight hundred. You're tracking it. Uh, it it, it traps it tracks it for you. Oh, it does. One hundred nineteen point eight hours. Oh, that's mm. a lot. One hundred nineteen hours. That's a lot of swings. These. That's one hundred nineteen point seven more than I've used <laughs> on my golf net, which I took from Valdez. All right, when we come back, we'll be joined by Craig Lachlan. We'll talk Capitals with him. Also, we'll give you a chance to win a pair of tickets to go see. Hootie and the Blowfish at Jiffy Lube Live. Oh, they're silly. Want to keep listening. Bank local, cheer local, and business. Every day is game day. Business is always moving up or down, but never still. That's why the Main Street Bank team treats every day like game day. Main Street Bank is a business-focused community bank proudly serving the DMV since 2004. That's 20 years. (laughs) Visit mstreetbank.com to learn how to put our team in your office. Main Street Bank, member FDIC, Equal housing opportunity lender. Time to head on over to the BetQL guest hotline. Say hello to Craig Lachlan, color analyst for the Capitals on your mental sports network. It's the Locker. Locker. Hey, buddy. Hey, good morning, boys. I'm good. A good day of football, uh, a good day off, a few IPAs, and I'm good to go today. IPAs. Nice. Uh, what was the ALC in the IPA that you like? About eight and a half? Uh, yeah, I sort of go seven and a half to eight and a half. Um, Good choice. Made a run up to Treehouse, oh. the best IPAs in the world up in Mass. And my son actually had a hockey tournament up there, and he brought some back. So oh, I nice. Know. I think I I've had those day. before. I think I've had those. Oh, they're the best. I will bring them in to you guys. Very hey, good. I, I, was, I was telling Cakes during the break. I, I said, even though we're on, in game 42 mm-hmm. th- tonight against Anaheim at home, yep. Is a must win. I'm sorry, it just is. They've lost seven of nine. They're giving up a ton of goals. Caps have lost eight of eleven. They got some tough games coming up. They got to play St. Louis back to back at Minnesota, at Colorado, at Dallas. Tonight's a must win. I'm sorry, it just is. I'm with you. I, I I'm with you. I thought Sunday's game up at MSG was sort of a must win, and the reason I thought it was a must win is the fact that. When you look at our schedule, you just nailed the games coming up, all toughies against some very good teams. Mm-hmm. And we had a chance to crawl up in the Metro when we only have seven games left against the division. So that makes it hard. You know, the divisional games are four-pointers. Now we're going to travel. Now we're going to play teams out of our division until like mid-February. So it was tough to see that loss 2-1 to one the other day because that was a huge two points the way the standings are looking today. Mm-hmm. Locker, were you surprised to see Chucky Lindgren get the back-to-back starts against the Rangers? I mean, when Is that you look- the first time in his career, I thought they said? He was so yeah, good. first time in his career in the NHL. He's right. done in the American League. You play three and three most of the nights in the American League. I'm not, I, I'm a big, I'm not disliking it. I like playing goalies. I'm a big believer you win, you're in. And to me, the way Chucky's been playing, 
he deserved that start. He wasn't mm-hmm. really tested a whole lot on Saturday. And when you look at it over the last season and a half, the numbers, you know, everyone looks at analytics and say, well, if the goalie plays back-to-back, he's tired. He has to stand there for the full 60 minutes, yada, yada, yada. These guys are tremendous athletes. I worry about the weight loss for goalies in net, and maybe they're not as strong the next day because they lose a lot of weight, a lot of fluids. But because of the 1 o'clock game, he had plenty of time to get a good meal, get rested, get ready for that game. And I thought he was outstanding again, and I would not be surprised he gets a start again tonight. I mean, you look at his numbers, you look what he's done, although Kemper did beat Anaheim earlier in the season, so he has that on his resume. But when you look at it over the year, last year and a half, or last season and a half, it's happened 51 times. And the goalies have won 28 or 27 outright of those games. So it's not like if it's happened 51 times, now 52, if you look at it and said, well, the goalie in back-to-back has only won five games because his save percentage stinks and his goals against stink, then you'd have concern. But I didn't have concern whatsoever. He's on his game. He's playing A-plus for the Cavs. Can you point to anything specific for Darcy Kemper's struggles? I mean, I, I'm going to assume that when he was signed that you thought that was a good move by Brian McClellan and the Caps. Like, instead of having, you know, two guys that you weren't sure of who you're going to start night after night, you get your, your 1A goalie in Kemper. And Lindgren was supposed to be the backup plan. But now Lindgren is superseding Kemper when he's healthy. Absolutely. You look at their numbers, and it's definitely a factor. And you're you're looking at it and saying, well, what's the difference? Well, to me, the little difference that I see is Kemper is big. He's solid. He he plays a very technical game. When you look at Charlie, sometimes there's technical, but then there's some stuff outside the box. The I would say the post-to-post movement, being able to get that left toe there. And I think the big difference has been his catching glove, to be honest with you. That's why Joe and I asked him, and we named him Josie, his catching glove, because he always said, yeah, my good glove came to my rescue, my this and my that about his glove. So we put a name to it, and that's been the difference. His catching glove has been phenomenal. In the new NHL, they talk about freeze rate. Freeze rate is when goalies stop the puck and freeze the puck on big attempts. What that prevents... What do you mean freeze the puck? No rebounds. Okay, so they catch it. Yeah, okay. no rebounds. Or they gotcha. put the glove over top. And they talk about freeze rate. The higher the freeze rate, generally the better chances you are going to have mm-hmm. playing in net because you freeze the puck. Now you get a line change. Now you stop the play. Now the momentum's taken away from the opposition. And I think his catching glove's been fantastic on great, you know, split saves, like the one against the save the other night. I thought it was the best save of the season when a – Denied Kreider. He right. beat him once with the right toe, then into the catching glove. Yeah. That's a big-time stop that really helped the momentum of that game. Did you read Kreider's lips after that stop? He said, <laughs> "He said, Chuck, you're you're not. I, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing, but you basically said, yep. Chuck, you're not a human. You're not a normal human being. That's what he said to him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and and that's <laughs> the way he's been playing, Charlie. Oh, yeah. I mean." You look at, and, you know, analytics are funny. You know, everyone says don't look at save percentage, don't play at goals against. And I look at uh, expected saves above average. And his expected saves above normal, like you shouldn't make those stops, is right up there top one or two in the NHL. Who's that? That means he's making Lindgren. saves. Lindgren. Okay. Lindgren. Yeah. That means he's making saves above expected 
that on a normal goalie in the NHL they're not going to make. Mm-hmm. And he's like at 12 or 13 that he's made above expected. That to me is a statistic that I really look at and say, yeah, he's making saves that he shouldn't because the old adage in goaltending is stop the ones you should, which is normal, and throw in a couple that you shouldn't stop. If you're a goalie like that, you're going to win more often than not. And that, to me, is Chucky in a nutshell. He has been outstanding, probably the star of the team yeah. so far between the pipes. Locker, let's get to the elephant in the room, Ovi. All right, he's missed the last you know, game or two. Two. Yep. Um, <laughs> but the lack of goals is alarming. We talked to you, I don't know, three weeks ago, a month ago, yep. and you said it's coming. He's still getting the shots, but it's not a small sample size anymore. It's half the season, I think. The chase for the record for Gretzky, it's in doubt now because people were figuring, well, he'll he'll score 35 goals this year. Um, He might only score 12 to 15. Yeah, it's so funny you say that because I remember at the start of the season we had our opening night. uh, We were down there at F Street, and we went around the horn there, and, you know, Mayday said 46 or something. I said 41, and and so we were all in the 40s for Ovi. And now, Mm. yeah, now we're thinking, uh uh-oh, we got to get in the twenties here. I mean, he's got some points. He's got, you know, a six game point streak prior to his injury after he took that butt shot from stall off the face off. And he's still been lingering with that as a problem. So it's, I, I mean, there's no continuity up front, right? You look at the lines and Michael line's been together. The Dow line's been together. And now the line I absolutely love is Strom, Pacioretty and Oshi. Because now they're chipping in offensively. To me, it's been the top six scoring that has put the caps in jeopardy because the goals for is right near the bottom of the league. And then you're not scoring on the power play. And some of the onus has to go to the captain. Absolutely. But there's been no chemistry. Who's he playing with? If he comes back tonight, I imagine he plays with Kuznetsov and Wilson. That's sort of what I would do. But I'm not sure what Carberry's going to do. But he's got to get motoring he's got to be a bigger factor i think his five on five if he jump starts the power play i think his five on five play will be better locker was it a bad look for laviolette uh after the caps beat the rangers when he wouldn't even mention mantha by name in the postgame presser (laughs) (laughs) i don't think so i mean you look at it it's just the way it is I, i mean you know, it's just the way these coaches are. Lavi had a good run here, and now he's had a good run in New York, and he's an all-star coach. So, you know what? I, I don't think it's that bad of a look, to be honest with you. All right, Locker, we're looking forward to you and Joe B. being on the call tonight. Caps, Ducks from Capital One. Like Jason said, it's a must-win. It's a, a must-win. Yep. In yeah, we're putting it on the stage. Yeah, it's amazing. Game 42, boys, and it's a must-win tonight. <laughs> there Correct. you go. All right, Locker, thanks, man. We'll have you on again soon. Appreciate the time. You got it, guys. Thank you. Yep. Have a great one. Have that to is... beat a team that has 31 points. That's Craig Lachlan, color analyst for the Caps on Monumental Sports Net. Do you have some tickets to give away, Cakes? <laughs> I do. Tenth caller right now at 800-636-1067. You're going to score a pair of tickets to Hootie and the Blowfish Summer Camp with Trucks Tour. The date, Saturday, August 17th at Jiffy Lube Live. Tickets are on sale right now. For tickets and more event info, visit thefandc.com slash events. Those tickets are courtesy of Live Nation. So you can see the boys belt out all the hits. Mm, that's a dude, good one, What's dude. the math right now on Ovi breaking Kretzky's <laughs> record? How many goals does he need? 65-ish? Yeah, I think he's, he's going to get it. He's going to get it. He's at 830. 
going to get it. They'll just take an extra year or two, whatever. I mean, it's going to take longer. 15 yeah. a year or whatever. He's going to get it. Hockey guys People play thought, in their 40s. I remember the projections last year, and it was, he's not going to break it this year. He's going to yeah. break it next year. Mm-hmm. So well, now we're looking at three years from maybe. now? Maybe. Uh, yeah. It's called kicking the can. Yeah, oh, gonna, let's say he's 17 short. You think he's going to retire? <laughs> no, his ass is coming back. He's going to get him. And if he's three short, he ain't retiring. He's coming back. Jason, I'll offer you a buyout today in the bet. You want to buy me out? You should be asking me that. <laughs> yeah, like you want to be bought out? Yeah. <laughs> How much? What are you offering? You're going to owe me a 1000 What are you offering? 50 bucks. <laughs> no, that's not enough. I'll, I'll give you $50 today. We'll Would you say yes if he gave you 500 150 I might do it. How much is the bet for? That, uh, I, I, 10 to 1. 100, <laughs> 100 to him, 1,000 to me. Start to sweat it. You're that was nervous. Uber, I was the most confident. Yeah. He's gonna now get I'm just it. like 90% confident. This injury isn't serious, right? I don't think no. it's serious. Hopefully he's back tonight. All right, we got to right. go. We'll see you tomorrow. B, Mitch, and Finley coming up next here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.